Welcome to the comics table. Holy moly, that was loud in my earphones. Oh yeah, that's how I like it. We hope it was loud in your earphones, because we're at the comics table, we're shouting over waitresses and drinks. We gotta get our point across. Here in beautiful Opera America Studios. Rehearsal studios. Man, there are a lot of vocal scales and warm-ups going on. There is. Patrick. Patrick's going to play us a ditty. Yeah, we got a piano in the room. I think I might play some songs. Uh, do a little Billy Joel piano, man. You ever hear that, too? Oh, yeah, I sure have. We'll go out to Oyster Bay, Long Island, and just live our Billy Joel truth. Man, we did a, an initial opening of this. Don't talk it about it. It was better. It was a better was it? it was a better take. Yeah. Did you expect that I would riff about the same things again? I did, yeah, I did. We, right, so, you know, so, t- yeah, we got this grand piano. I'm gonna I'm gonna be Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some Jerry Lee Lewis Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, and fuck your cousin. And well, it's bang not, my cousin. It's not as genuine now. It's not. Yeah. And ju- it's just like every set I see at open mic where you where they try to do it again. You've captured some kind of magic yes. and then you try to reproduce you it. Bl- you blow it up. It's it's terrible. But this is fine. But this time we'll fade out the track. What happened last time? Oh, oh you know what? Fine. You know what's going on? You're at yeah. the one level. You're at the one level on your iPad. Yeah. You hit the down button. It's, the problem is I'm using an iPad, right? It's technolo- Apple's te- Apple technology. Yeah. It's no good. One of these days we're going to get a uh, like an audio engineer in the room who's just running levels. They're just checking lines. They're 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 looking at they're giving us like right. that 3 2 1 count in, but you got to look at Tristan right now. He looks like a goddamn octopus right. with all of his limbs touching well, I, buttons. I, I'm using the iPad because I've got sound effects now, you know, and and here's a perfect one to exemplify what just happened. Yeah. I'm now deaf. very loud There is no effect. volume control on any of these. <laughs> this, is, this is a terrible experiment. By the time this ends up in the, in the, uh, the audience's hands, Jesus Christ. <laughs> By the time this ends up in, uh, the product gets to market, hopefully yeah. these levels will be set. Yeah. Excuse me, by hey, the way. Hey, now we have a cough button. <coughs> so that's good. Was that me coughing? That sounded like me coughing, or is yeah. that an internet cough? Uh, that's that an thought? internet cough. That's a pure internet cough. Um, if, if, if somebody says something that's really dumb, unfortunately I couldn't find crickets, so it'd have to be bumblebees. <laughs> That's a, that's a horrifying sound. Right. Wouldn't that be so much worse if, like, you know, not just the... <laughs> crickets are kind of soothing, but it's a bunch of bumblebees. That's that's much worse. Yeah, like your joke bombs and there's something that will hurt you in the um, room. Here, wait, here, let me see. we got to call back to uh, to previous uh, episodes. Oh, yeah. We what did you a, call that? What did you get? Reggae horn? Oh, no, that's a View Viewzella. Yeah, um, uh, I think I got it wrong on that podcast, by the way. Yeah, I think so. Patrick, you want to tell us a sad story for a second? Just a fake sad story? Okay, yeah. When my grandmother died, uh, I was 12 and I was sleigh riding. And I remember being on the hill and my brother showed up. I didn't know he was going to come that day. <laughs> That All right, now some, now, odd sound. Now, like a like a sp- something spooky. Tell us a spooky story. All right, so I'm, I'm masturbating and I feel presence behind me, and all of a sudden, I'm not al- I'm not alone. There's this a is going to get really old and stupid really fast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It probably will. Yeah. Well, it's, we're testing stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is our, like, what is this, our 200th episode? We've done so many episodes of yeah, these. Yeah, 250th episode. We're mixing things up. <laughs> it's it's Actually, it's really great that, uh, listener, you're here with us this week because it's our first week with sponsors. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, th- this week we're sponsored by the NSA.gov. Yeah, we, uh, 
The NSA um, provided all our headphones. They for really this episode. did. And guys, it's great. Uh, you're gonna love the NSA. Uh, you're actually signed up already, and you didn't even know it. Yep. Um, and if you uh, believe in a religion that a lot of brown people do, then you get the premium package for free. That's right. That's uh, extra care is extra taken care with is your taken. case. Yeah. Uh, and the, all all your data is collected. They collect uh, all on all datas. forms: uh, telephone, internet, mm-hmm. uh, TV, mail. They're checking your mail. Uh, seamlessly, without without opening the envelope in a way that people would notice. NSA.com, check them out. All right, thanks again to the NSA for yeah. sponsoring this episode of the. By Comics sponsoring, Table. that means they, uh, I don't know, they won't reveal what, like, how much little money I have in my checking account. I don't know. They're not sharing my porn history with anybody. There you go. They've given me carte blanche. Nice to do all the uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and I want on the internet or in my personal life. So no more, no grainy porn is getting out there. No, yeah. I mean. What's great is, uh, well, I'm into great granny porn now. Great granny porn. Meaning high quality oh, it's granny a, porn. like excellent granny porn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, some of that happens to be excellent great granny porn, but. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Speaking of, of granny porn, uh, we have a, a special guest with us today. Uh, please welcome to the stage uh, of, the, of the podcast. Are you setting uh, up a sound effect here? Uh, Do you want to take your time with this? Please. <laughs> we do have a wonderful guest. We Danny love this Palmer. Guest. Danny Palmer. Uh, hey guys, what's up? Oh, the wow. clapping. I'm yeah. flattered. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was cool that Audience. Opera America Studios yeah. let us bring in uh, 400 people to welcome you. <laughs> Danny, could you tell us like a one-liner, like of my jokes, or just a, a, a like what? <laughs> that was that one? That was like I nailed it. It was really good. I actually think that that moment was a good summary of of your act in a way, like <laughs> just it's, confusion. It's like this, like kind of rolling, like uh, just like wait, what, what? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Which accurate. I love about watching it. We're doing oh, our opening pattern, and Danny's just staring at us, like, "What the fuck did I get myself into?" <laughs> yeah, I can't, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I can't bring myself to look at the guests while we're while we're just chatting it up before we introduce them. Is that a lot like your sex life? It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Danny, well, how's I, your sex life? Are you dating? Yeah, I'm I'm dating a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to get going? out there. It's going all right. It's going better than I I thought. Actually, are you using the apps? Uh, yeah, I met a girl on Tinder. I've been talking to her a little bit. So yeah, nice man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I'm married. So oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Not, not on you the guys apps. are fucking. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> you are out of control. This that's is gonna, gonna be the Danny. Was you picked related? the wrong. Yeah. You picked the wrong episode to come on. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> wasn't related uh, to what just happened. No, Tristan just no. gave us the pep talk before the show. To tr- We try to avoid talking comedy, so I get one nugget. I'm like, oh, we could talk about Danny's dating first. Yeah. And then you're just like, let's railroad this into the ground. Right. <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fun pod. <laughs> um, Danny, uh, you're coming from work today, right? Yeah. And uh, what, what, is, uh, what, what are you doing over there? What's, what's, what's working? What's, what's happening with the work? I mean, I do. I've been doing corporate recruiting for a long time, so that's what I do. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> corporate. Is, so wait, are you like hitting mean? people up on LinkedIn? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get so many of those. LinkedIn. Requests. This is what happens when this is what happens when you're you have an you both have active LinkedIn accounts. Oh man, yeah. I get really? pummeled like, on LinkedIn. Yeah. People trying to hire you. You're yes. Saying? Yeah. Did you I say, know. Did like you say pummeled. Pummeled, you know, which is you. like, what, like what a shitty complaint to have. Like, man, people are just trying to hire me all the time, but it's, it is annoying. Yeah, I just ignore ninety percent. They're what like, hey, in. you know the job that you do? Like, we have this really great opportunity that's like fifty percent of the 
pay, like, would you be interested in that? Like, no. Oh, really? No, thank yeah. you. So, but you, you're on the other end, Danny. You're yeah. on LinkedIn trying to find new hires. Right. And, but then also people, candidates will email me or hit me up on LinkedIn and be like, can I come work at Calvin Klein? And I just ignore like so most But of you're that. specific. You work for like a specific company, right? Yeah. And are you hiring people for like everything or like tech or like what? And, um, and we can say Calvin Klein? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I think they're aware of my uh, misdeeds at yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you what what does that mean? Corporate recruiting for Calvin Klein? You're hiring like people, like department heads and shit like that. Yeah, sometimes probably more like like college grads to like director or like VP level, like at the corporate level. So like merchandising and planning and sales and marketing and accounting and finance and all those other boring. No. Yeah, I would like to be killed by bees when I'm at work. Do you go to FIT to like give talks and like have a table with like a sign and like a, that kind of stuff? Well, some that does happen. I haven't done it personally. Like a job, I'm yeah. picturing a job fair. Is that yeah, a part I, of your job? It's sometimes that I try to avoid it at all costs. They're just a waste. All you're gonna do is just catch a cold from shaking someone's hand. Yeah. Where does where does the comedy uh, fall into like, your life, Danny? You mean like when do I do it? Yeah, like when do you do it? Like how much of it? Because you know we're we're starting we're starting to talk to some people on the podcast. They're like, this is that's it. This is all they do. They just do comedy, and um, you know, a lot of our past guests are people that are just like trying to get it going. Like they've been doing it for a couple of years, and they're doing mics, and maybe they're past at a club or two, and that kind of thing. Where are you in your journey on that whole thing? Yeah, well, I mean, I moved to New York in 2008 and then to try to do comedy seriously. And I took like a year-long program and I started doing it seriously in like 2009. So I've been doing it almost every night for like eight years. But I've had the corporate job the whole time. Right. So basically, I just work all day and then I run home and shower and then go to, or go to the gym and shower and then do an open mic or do a show. What's with the people showering at the gym? Why, why do oh, people do shower that. at the gym? You don't shower? Uh, okay. I just yeah. started showering at the gym. Why? Because uh, I have a huge dick, bro. Yeah, I have a huge dick. I want to show it to lots of people. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Uh, I want to see if I can build up my antibodies to lots of different STDs. So I just what I do is I get in the shower <laughs> and, and fuck I, guys. I just I fuck guys and I rub my scrot and penis along the tile wall just to see what I can kind of get on there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a disconnect between the content and the sound effects. <laughs> that's where the comedy comes in, Danny. Oh, I see. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I want to, I need to work out more. So I just, I, I built the bag. I, well, I didn't build a bag, but I got a duffel bag specific that will fit shoes, a towel. And I can just, if I know I'm going to be out Sorry, all day. I just had a picture like of some dude that like was working, like they're, instead of working on any particular muscle, they're working on their testes. They're like, I'm building up my bag right now. <laughs> yeah, just, you just know, just going to the gym, out. building the ba- ball workout, building the bag. Yeah. <laughs> It's like suck yeah. it up, yeah. suck them Dude, up, and then I'm doing some sack drops. Yeah, right, <laughs> I'm lifting about two ten with my balls right now. Jesus Christ, your balls really can handle a lot of stretching. Oh I man, I don't want to find out. This is probably a bad topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real squeeze. What do you call it? Queasy, squeamish. Are you? Yeah, really. Do you, how many like flip flops do you have to go through with the whole? Well, I just added a pair of flip flops to the bag because I, I did take some barefoot showers. Oh my god, that! Yeah. Is, I mean, I go to Blink. They people care. take shits in there. They, you don't yeah, know. but they clean it up pretty well. Blink is for poor people. I wouldn't take. <laughs> I wear flip flops yeah. there, dude. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a flip flop guy now. I, I I did two barefoot showers and I realized I'm gonna get sick. And then, then well, then you got some like anybody 
injections in your feet mm-hmm. at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Now I just have like uh, like mammal feet, mm-hmm. like claws, and we all have mammal feet. They're morphing. Okay, that's very true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird fucking. I'm actually an invertebrate. This is, this is a weird episode. We should also. I really blame you're, myself. You're blame not myself. feeling yeah. well, right? You're, no, I'm not. Yeah. You've got like a sore throat I, or something. I, I, I do. Yeah. Oh, well, Probably thanks for having me. Showering. Yeah, you're welcome. Barefoot. <laughs> you know, the, but this was the second time we scheduled. You. I know. I'm it's like, my we fault. Can't, we it's can't miss fault. now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Come hell or high water. I'll, yeah. It's all right. Like basically, in order to heal myself, I ate six Pepperidge Farm chocolate chip cookies. So that'll do the trick. Those are vitamins. Feeling real good. I'm feeling strong. Yeah. Uh, but Danny, you, when you moved to New York, was that from Florida? Uh, I was from Atlanta. I grew up in Florida, but I moved here from Atlanta. And you were doing the same kind of work there? Yeah. For the same company? Have you been with Calvin Klein this whole time? Uh, no, I've been with Calvin for like three years. I did. Like, I started in like IT consulting, like Deloitte and Capgemini, companies like that. Wow. And then when I moved up here, I just happened to get a job at Ann Taylor. And then I did Michael Kors for a little bit, and now I'm at Calvin. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's, an, a, that's such an interesting world because, uh, you know, like I, I don't meet... You don't meet a lot of comics who have like, well, I guess a lot of comics have real jobs. They're Do you have just, a secret amazing? You're right, though. Is it, yeah, it's, you have like a secret amazing wardrobe or something. I mean, yeah, everything I own is Calvin Klein at this point. Pretty yeah, you much must head get, to toe. Oh, this is Calvin Klein. This T-shirt is it nice that yeah. I've been wearing for fucking six years? It's all faded. Yeah. Can you get me more of these just like plain black T-shirts at <laughs> a discount? I, we've yeah, actually, I can get you a discount. That's I, just, I get you forty percent off. That's just ridiculous. Wow. I mean, there's no difference to that in my eye than the fruit of the loom. I gotta say, it just fits. It fits perfectly. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> you dispute the fit of his T-shirt. <laughs> that's right. Are you making fun of my pecs? Fuck your fit. I do have doughy pecs. That's why I go to Blink. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get in shape. Yeah, All right, I feel you. You're how a many, sexy man as it is. I how many reps fine. are you doing? Are you go, do you go to the gym a lot? Yeah, I go like four to five nights a week. Were you an athlete your whole life? I mean, I did like, uh, no, not really. Like intramural softball and volleyball. But Do you guys ever like uh, lift weights until you throw up? <laughs> oh, I see what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did actually get very nauseous last week. I was doing hit training at the end of my weightlifting workout, which is high intensity interval training. Uh, is that what that is? I don't know. It's like cardio, but oh, that was you just, got a that boner, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> like that's that was a the trampoline that he was on or yeah. something. You're basically doing sprints on a stairmaster. Like for 20 seconds, you're going like at a walking pace, and then 20 seconds of sprinting. Oh god, no, thank you. For like eight minutes straight, uh, and I came home and I almost puked. So it was yeah. just like in a fetal position until that went away. Uh, see that to me that doesn't, you know. All right, so I. I I know a lot of people trying to get fit, and I'm definitely the anti-poster boy for any of that because I'm not in great shape. But, uh, like, I see the people, like, working out like that where they're going to, like, be ill. And then, like, I tried, I did try to do, like, a diet for about a week where I was, like, zero carbs. And um, I felt awful. I felt fucking awful the you were, time. You were a cranky bitch. I was cranky. Uh, I was hungry all the time. Didn't matter how much I ate because it doesn't have any carbs in it. So I just, like, stuffed my face, and I was still starving all the time. And then um, I was, like, so exhausted. Like, I, I couldn't uh, – and from what I understand, it is kind of tough on your kidneys. So that just – the whole thing just sounds <laughs> – yeah, yeah. I think diets are ill-advised. Yeah. No. Just eat healthy consistently. That's yeah. it. Are you a uh, Dr. Joel Furman fan? Do you know his No, work? I'm not familiar with Danny, you're, yeah. you're Dr. fit, Joel man. Furman. You're, you're Thank fit you. Guy. Yeah, you got some Thanks. muscles. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's going look good for you. Uh, you. You love weed, right? Yeah, I smoke. I smoke a fair amount of weed. Are we allowed to talk <laughs> about Calvin your, Klein employee? Your, yeah, your yeah. corporate job and your weed. Doesn't weight, weightlifting and weed smoking go hand in hand? Isn't that isn't that like a thing? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, like I really a lot of the guys that I know that are like 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 
fucking pump if, out. Like they also are big smokers. I don't know why. Yeah, you got to get lifted That's before you a, lift. There's a weird connection. Ah. I mean, look at Arnold. Arnold, like he smoked the ganj back in the day when he was Mr. Yeah. Universe. Or it's whatever. not an unhealthy part of your life if you do it in moderation. Yeah. I feel. Well, that's everything, right? Everything yeah. in moderation is... And it's a vegetable. It's a green. Exactly. It came from the that's earth, true. man. It's came from the earth, bro. <laughs> I do remember hearing that logic for the first time in my life, like when I was in college or whatever, and it made makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense, man. Yeah. I mean, arsenic came somebody... from the earth, too, though. <laughs> What's what? that? Arsenic came from the earth, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah where it's, you're always high, though, when somebody like, man, it comes from the earth, man. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, that makes sense, man. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Have you ever done any like any of these weed uh festivals or shows or uh Oh man, I think I think I did the ah yes, I don't remember. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a weed remember. joke, yeah. Right, yeah. I don't remember. Have you? Man. No, I, I I I wasn't a big fan of smoking weed. I've been smoked maybe twenty times oh, in my life. I uh I, I, I smoked a lot when I first did it and then um I had a really bad time. Uh like one time freaked out yeah it, it'll big freak out like i thought i was gonna die like i was convinced i knew i was gonna die it was probably good that that happened because otherwise i would have been a big pothead because i really enjoyed it up until that time mm. like too much probably were you doing it like every night like every night yeah and then that's and too then, much it's too much yeah. and then but see the other thing too is like it wasn't really i what i didn't know was was the stuff i was smoking wasn't particularly strong you know it was like it was like okay but then you, know, you, hit, you got hit with the. Well, my friend's girlfriend came by with this stuff that was like made in some kind of mad scientist lab and heavy duty. Holy fuck! Fucked you up. Yeah, oh yeah. I had like strobe light vision and it was bad. I might have been laced with something. Well, you know what? That's what I, that's what everybody was saying. But honestly, I think it's just there's some stuff that is just so crazy strong and it has a crazy effect on you. Like like it's beyond. I, I this is a whole this is a whole another thing. I wish that weed was kind of like it was like during our parents age where you could just smoke a joint and relax and it wasn't like holy fuck because yeah, now yeah. all this stuff is like so intense yeah yeah and you don't know what you you know you don't know what you're getting the thc um, is higher and but, even even this places where it's legal they still strive to like how strong can we get this to be and it's like can we have something that's just like nice and mild and like mm. well can i tell you something so yeah. in denver the two top selling product i forget the name of them but it's like a calm de- cool down mint and a pick me up mint and it's like half the regular dose and it's mm. the most popular product that they have because it's mm. not overwhelming yeah that's interesting so the like market a is mild dictating. amount of weed is yeah it's is, is, is just nice and relaxing it and, yeah. yeah that's just what people want really really helps your pancreatic cancer mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> 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 boy well, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're dipping into the medicinal strains, Tristan, because uh, you're sick, uh, and, and you're doing these diets that are going to be very unhealthy for you. So, who knows what kind of weed you're going to need? <laughs> I love how that's just completely unrelated. <laughs> oh man, these this is the sound this is the sound effect episode that Danny Palmer came into. I've got all these great yeah. uh, like cartoon ones, you know. Did you? Did you load these individually yourself? I did uh, from like a free free thing. And this is another one of our sponsors, this app. What's the name of the app? Um, Boo Jesus. Is it really called Boo Jesus? No. I'm just enjoying that today. That was the fake, also the fake name that I logged into the Wi-Fi here with. I don't know. I'm not what sure what to do with that information. <laughs> Yeah, it's a mystery. Right. Did you really? You, you had to load all these things into the iPad. 
Well, no, I mean that's the thing. I got like some of that. So there's there's some apps that come preloaded with sounds, which I got those to start with. Uh-huh. Then there's another one that is that is a whole blank template, and you can like find all that the sounds that you want and load them in. And I'm probably going to do that at some point, but it takes a lot of effort because you have to find the sounds. You got to upload all of them. I feel like we have so many friends that listen to this podcast because they like us. They're yeah. like they like seeing us around. They like coming to our mic and stuff like that. Well, you and sure and they. And I think for this whole time they've been listening. They're like, "I'll I'll just keep listening. Hopefully it'll get better." And then they're like, "Do I really want to give this the time and effort it takes to support these guys?" And now the sound effect episode really comes gonna... along, and people are just like, "You know, what? I'm done." I Either can't. that, or it's going to seal the deal at that point. They're going <laughs> to yeah, be I like, thought, "Now, now they're a swarm, right?" <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, this is it. Yeah, here comes the swarm of fans. Swarm. Yeah. There you go, a literal swarm. That's what our See, fans sound problem. like. I got to switch between two different apps because they don't have all the sounds, <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. a big old delay. It's really we need a guy. It's a really engineer. shady operation we've got, to be quite honest. Oh man, sounds taxing. <laughs> Danny, do you do you put this? I mean, look at all these computers. This this device. Uh, yeah, this is why I don't Tristan's, have a podcast because I don't want to do all this. Yeah, shit. do you put this amount of effort into anything in your life? I mean, I guess my job, but other than that, no. Yeah. But comedy, you're going out every night, so that takes a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you show up, you talk into one mic, and that's the job. Yeah, people that don't have jobs or the people that have jobs but don't do comedy, they're like, you do, you work all day, and then you stand up at night. I'm like, yeah, I mean, but it's just like sitting around a bar or a comedy club with people that you like chatting for the most part. It's not like in a coal mine. Like this without, uh, without the sound effects? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Less cool. Yeah. Actually, do you have a coal mine sound effect? No. You know. That might be good. Just like, like a pickaxe going into uh, granite. Yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. It's probably horrible sounding, actually. It's probably just nonstop clattering. No, there, there, there is like other stuff on here that's... Uh, this one's all like uh, uh, fucking... What's that failed social media uh, gif thing? Friendster? No, no, no. It was bought by t- uh, Twitter. Vine. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like Vine's done now. But they have, like, all these Vine sounds and everything that mm-hmm. are just, like, people, like, little kids saying stupid shit. So yeah. Like, really like from classic memes, you mean? Like, yeah. Like meme quotes. Here we go. Here, here's some other stuff. That's a... Well, wake up, Danny. Wake what? Up. I thought you were going to play one of those Vine things. No, I'm not going to play the Vine thing. You just yeah, explained like, a concept and then didn't play it. Yeah. No. Well... <laughs> Here, here they come. Here, na- name, an, name an animal, guys. Uh, turtle. Fuck you. Oh, that's that's a tough one. What a turtle sounds like. Motherfucker. How about Chicken. a fox? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a fox would sound like a dog. It would be like they got they kind of have like a barking, not like that kind of dog, but they have like a barking They're sound. Like a little chirp, right? Or like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a little chirpy bark. I don't know that I've heard a fox. Here we go. Here we. What are some of these ones like? A potato flew around my room before you came. This is from Vine. This is yeah. There's a bunch of shit like that that are completely. I'm never gonna ever use in my life. You got a day? or no? You trying to date or no? I have no idea what these yeah, are. No, exactly, because like, we're, we're just too old. Our younger listeners. Yeah, yeah, do you guys feel like you're aging out of uh, young culture? Things like that, yeah, because I'm just like, that's just dumb. But like, but then if you're like younger, then you're like, you know, hey, it's a funny kind of in kind of thing, you know? Right. Like, I, I was I was sharing with somebody last night about uh, how I've, I'm 36 and I'm realizing like, oh, yeah, like I don't really, I don't think any of these 22-year-olds give a shit about what I think about anything. And like Tristan, we went to Harrison Harriman's wedding yeah. earlier in the summer. I walked home that night and I felt very sad. I felt very alienated from like the youth. Uh, the, the the first time I felt that way, uh, so I started off doing like improv, 
And I went to – they would um, – Magnet Theater would have like – they still do have these like uh, summer – it's like an improv summer camp, which was just kind of fun because it was like you cool. go you go and like do some improv and just hang out with people, go swimming. And of course, you know, it's, there's all adults there. So people are, you know, smoking or doing whatever, drinking. There's a lot of drinking. And uh, so it was just kind of like – it was like kind of summer camp as an adult, right? But the and, – and I did it like twice and it was really fun. And then the, the last time I went – it was like suddenly everybody was like 10 years younger than me and yeah, yeah. And it was like I couldn't – like it was just like I have nothing in common to connect with. Uh, you know, it was just – And you had a realization while you're like 200 miles away from home that yeah. like you don't belong there. Right. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I get that sometimes. I go, I jog down by the East River and they have those like social sport leagues mm-hmm. where they're yeah, all yeah, wearing yeah. T-shirts and they're drinking yeah. after work and they're all in their like mid to – you know, mid to late twenties, and I just think like I couldn't. I, I, if I joined that team, I'd feel so stupid at this point. Yeah. Like, hey guys, I'm a little older, but I uh, just wanted yeah. to meet some girls. They're like, they're like, we already have a coach. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's Darren, and he's 29, <laughs> and he's got a lush, full thick head of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those leagues, I always kind of like uh, like the kickball leagues in Williamsburg and stuff. I always kind of judge them, but like, what the fuck are we doing that's any different? You know, as like, I mean, yeah, at right. Least, at least Tristan and at least I are like, trying to meet people mostly in open mics. You know, like it's it's not that different. You know, we're all just trying to find other people. We're all just trying to find love. Yeah. You know, exactly. What kind of sound effect you got for that? Just the cough. just the guy yeah. coughing that doesn't believe in love. <laughs> oh. There we go. That's the old standby. Yeah. Really. Is that a toilet flushing? I think you know it is. It sounded a little bit like a like a roar, like a dinosaur roaring or something. Yeah. Dun, 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 I don't know what theme song that is. Jurassic Park, right? Oh yeah. Oh. Man. I mean, I wasn't sure. You know, I remember the day I saw Jurassic Park in the theater. I It was my sixth grade moving up ceremony day. We went to see Jurassic Park afterward. Really a legendary afternoon. Actually, awesome. my, my senior, I think my senior of high school, they like rented out a theater and we all went and think we saw Jurassic Park 2. Is that the one where the dinosaurs get loose in like, an, in like a populated area? I think that's two. I don't remember that one. I don't know. It was, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sh- it was well. It was like two or is there four? Is there a fourth one? I don't know. The it world was, one was good. The recent one, yeah, yeah. years ago, eh, was it? it was, not it was good. Right. It was like very popular, right? Yeah, it was very popular. Yeah. But Chris Pratt was in it. Uh, yeah, but the, but this yeah. this one was so ridiculous, and uh, so it was actually funny to see it in a class full of like seniors and everyone's laughing. And at one point, like they're trying to be dramatic, and somebody did like a dinosaur like like shadow puppet in front of the projector. It was so funny. <laughs> did it look as realistic as the other ones? What? The shadow puppet? No, Patrick. What the fuck? What the fuck? Are you high today? I don't know. I'm. I think I'm. <laughs> You're a little I think fucking I'm, goofy. I think I'm a little bit in my head about like, are we making progress here with the sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> is this a step is it, forward is or a step going back? anywhere? Is yeah. Danny just gonna go home? I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Danny. I'm just trying. I mean, to regret. I'm experimenting yeah. on your dime today. I yeah. don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind it. I'm just, I'll just leave you a nasty Yelp review. That sounds fair. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Yelp, the podcast Yelp. Yeah, thing. you can get yeah. the Yelp review started. Yeah. <laughs> These it was guys on are the idiots. podcast, completely unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. I actually like, I love that idea of just starting Yelp pages for people. Just, ran, you know, like your boss at work or whatever. If I have anything to say about the Comics Table podcast, it would be... Yeah. 
That trumpet is is, is, is piercing. That, it's like a bugle. Is that a bugle? Yeah, I guess so. Danny, what about music? Right. Are you any musician uh, years in your life? No, I mean I played the recorder for about six months in like seventh grade. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm into music. I follow music, yeah. but I don't play it. Have you been to any concerts recently? Um, you know, yeah, I think so. I went to see Fish at MSG. That was probably the last one. How I many did. nights did you go? Just one. No, I went to the the New Year's one last year. What like sort of January. substances did you put in your body? I was just high. Just weed? Yeah. No pills or anything? No. Nice. Oh, this New Year's Eve. Not that I'm averse to it. I just didn't have access to them at the mm-hmm. time. I saw Justice. That was cool. Oh, those, oh that's cool. But that was good. You know what? They were... It sucked because they... Like, I could tell that they were doing a good job. They had, like, a nice mix and everything. But the sound system there was so terrible. Where was it? Um, it was down by the... Uh, I think it was. I think it was, like, a pier... Like it was like a big warehouse on a pier or something like that mm. in Williamsburg. I I can't remember. Last no, I feel year? like it. No, I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like it was up uptown. Like it was on in Manhattan. Like Terminal Fifty Four, maybe. Terminal in the Five. 50s? Terminal Five. Sorry. Wait, Could last be. year, last New Year's. This this past New Year's, and you can't remember where it was. Um, my memory is is like it's sucking right yeah. now. But it was a it was it was a cool concert in terms of like. Like the music that they played, and like the effect, like the visuals, and everything like that. But the sound system was like so bassy, like they just had like subwoofers lined everywhere, so you couldn't hear it. That's ridiculous. Like you just couldn't hear you the music. You just get that shake in your in yeah. your balls. And also, it was like one of those things where they, you know, they're selling like drink, like like little like Dixie cups of drinks for like twenty bucks a pop. Oh, yeah, you know, was, yeah. And there was just like a just bunch of douchey people. The other thing is they had like a top level. Like if you spent if you spent more money. The only thing was like it was literally like one foot above the rest of the people, and that was it. That was like it was on the sides, and then and it was a lot more money. And then people were just standing there with their drinks, like spilling it on people below that. It was just like a fucking mm, weird, like a Titanic. Yeah, it was. It was not a good setup, and and it sucked because like um, uh, Justin was doing like a good set, um, and they were they were trying, you know, and like I just don't feel like people were really connecting with it, and so they, you could tell they were just kind of like. Okay, guys, we're out. You know, like oh, they they did like a um, George Michael uh, uh, tribute kind of thing, mm. and like didn't really get uh, you know because he had just passed away like around that time. Um, but they they did like other things like and like it's just like nobody was really. Would it have been better if the sound was? I uh, yeah, I better? think it would have been way better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it was just the sound sucked so bad. I like running to their music. Got a good good. Oh yeah, aggressive yeah. beat. Yeah. Well, I've been to some. I've been to some like more electric DJ ish kind of shows. And like, okay, I went to Moderat. Have you guys heard of Moderat? No, no. So it's Mode Selector and Apparat, and they they got together and and have this band. If you like, like, kind of beefy electric, like, like, like beefy en- men, Is energetic, that, yeah, yeah, beefy, yeah, beefy, like beefy men. Beefy I didn't know new. you had this whole electronic music uh, side to you. Uh, you know, yeah, I like it. It's good. I think I got some. I just picture you listening to uh, like hymnals, <laughs> hymnals, <laughs> like. Uh, I don't know what I picture. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That was the first one that actually made sense with what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll just play some on because uh, who cares? Like, uh, we, we play stuff all the time that. Uh, oh, weird. Uh, weird detuning. Yeah. But they, they had an they had an amazing show. Oh, this is them. Um, and uh, it was really uh, the, the the visuals were awesome, the music was awesome, and they really got the crowd pumping. But they didn't show up until like two a.m. Oh, I hate that. They this is like that. one of those shows where they got DJs playing until two a.m. Then they showed up and did like a two-hour set. It was awesome. 
That's cool. It was, and then we went out and had fucking waffles. Were right. you high and drunk and no, on Molly? I didn't know. I didn't need Were to be. Were you sober? I was sober. You enjoyed this sober at 2 a.m.? It's oh, got right. this kind of... That is nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. That feels good. Yeah, this it was... A clear copyright violation. It, oh, yeah, the whole... <laughs> that's the name of our... That's Sounds actually the, the subtitle of our... Uh, well, well we're also sponsored by the Better Business Bureau, who's right. call, uh, clearing up all of our copyright issues. Right. Is yeah. that what they do? I don't think that's what they do. Actually, um, it's not. It, it's fair use if you talk about, if you're actually reviewing the material. Oh. And I would say, um, this is an excellent song. Yeah. <laughs> it's good song. <laughs> I agree. What do you guys think about people who say, like, electronic music is lame because it's not real instruments? You well, know, the, there's no... He's singing there, huh? He's not. He's not got the greatest singing voice, but who's he like? Radiohead. It kind of has a Radioheadish yeah. kind of thing. I hate Radiohead. Me too. Thank you for saying that. They're terrible. I, my wife loves Radiohead. They have two good songs. Yeah. My she wife likes them. Loves them. We went to a concert in Newark, New Jersey, and it was standing room, and I like, I ended up like hurting my back from standing for too long, and I'm a giant Radiohead fan, and actually I've been to oh, like. Sorry. I, I, no, I've been to like uh, no 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 suck. two to one. We're, yeah. we're allowed to disagree, by the way. That's uh, that's fine. That's okay, that's okay. We don't need consensus. We on don't each need topic. consensus. No, I, uh, <laughs> I I've been to like three of the concerts, and the the first one I went to was during um, Amnesiac, and uh, it was in Washington. Actually, it was at the Gorge in George Washington. There's like, what are you <laughs> talking about? There's this play. There's this town called George in Washington State, and they have like a canyon. It's the Gorge. And, uh, the Gorge and George. The Gorge and George. And, uh, and the Gorge and they, George is They had this George... amazing set at like sunset. Um, it was amazing. It was awesome. And I think uh, the beta band opened for them. Heard of them. Yeah. Not familiar. Were you fucked up at that one? What's that? No, I wasn't. I just can't imagine going to see an electronica band and not being I, fucked up. I honestly think that's why I don't you, like remember this one? live um, shows anymore. I think I loved live shows when I was all wasted at them. Yeah. You remember this song? This is you Beta ever, Band? Yeah. High Fidelity, the movie High Fidelity made this song kind of popular. A John Cusack one? Yeah. I don't think I watched that. Sounds hey. like Beck to me. Yeah. I could I could hear that. I could hear the Beck in it. Uh, but they were great. They actually had a really great set and they got no love because everybody was there to see Radiohead. So It sucks to be Radiohead's opener. Yeah. Because everybody's gonna nap during that set, so that they don't fall asleep during Radiohead yeah. set. Well, this exactly. Is, this is "Dry the Rain" by Beta, the Beta Band. This is like their one big hit. I don't know if they've had any other like big, big hits. Sounds like perfect, uh, yeah, perfectly this. fine background music for when I'm like uh, at a cafe. But I would never just like put that on. Oh, I would. I just made like a whole fucking. Yeah, you're clearly advocating for this band. Yeah, I just made a whole. Uh, I made a whole uh, mix for all of the songs from Breaking Bad. That's they what I did they have weekend. excellent song choice. Really good in that songs. show. Yeah, hmm. they, I, they there's a podcast for that, the Insider Podcast, and they go into great detail about why they made certain song choices for different scenes and how they do all that. Man, some people that came to our podcast to listen to like comedy stuff are going to be so disappointed up until this point, right? Yeah, this is a this well, is we're... a this is a lame one. I love it. We no, are rock on tours, man. We have a wide range of topics. I know, right? I love it. That's, that's uh, what it's While we're talking music, I'm pretty fired up by the new Death from Above 1979. Do you know those guys? No, I don't. We can, I've heard of them. Really good stuff. This has become a musical podcast, you know, that's fine. Uh let me give you a specific track that I, I like. Uh, here, here we go. Death from Above, 1979. 
Uh, well, the, their top. Let me see. Their, what is their top one? Is called "Freeze Me." Is that what you were going to yeah, say? Try it. Let's see what that is. It's pretty. It's pretty heavy stuff. I don't know if you like, you know, this kind of a. But it's. Well, this is an. Ele- that's electronic, obviously. But it's yeah. when you see them, it's just a drummer and a bass player, and the bass player plays like through all these pedals, and it sounds. Is this what you listen to when you're jerking off? I can. Just, yeah, this yeah. is like full jerk off, just like like with the oil and everything, like uh, really going to town. Yeah. I'm, no porn, just this song. Right. And the drummer is singing. Uh, this one. This is pretty lame. This is pretty pretty lame song so far. <laughs> What does it remind me of? It reminds me of something bad. I don't remember, like some some band I don't like. Yeah, like this uh, isn't my favorite song in this album. What's the best one? I don't know. I don't know the names yet. All right, my review of this song is that um, not I'm good. Not, not a fan. You know, here's yeah. the thing. I have a problem with any fucking music that sounds like they're about to start like crying or like they're they're like kind of whining when they're, they're on about the, to they're on the edge. verge of tears because they're just so upset that like uh their mom like didn't let them use a car for a week you know like, yeah you know like it reminds me of panic at the disco i hate panic mm. at the disco little little too um, like i don't know i can't deal with that high pitched <laughs> you know what i mean that yeah <laughs> i wasn't even close but i bet there's somebody the here the at opera america studios who's doing scales in that in that tone yeah, probably do you know i you know what band i like that i'm actually probably most embarrassed to admit it is 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 muse because it's it's so like formulaic in some ways but i i know they're actually, legit man i, I like their i like they're their a big tunes. band I like their tunage yeah they have good stuff i respect muse oh do we disagree on that i mean i don't love them <laughs> yeah, i like <laughs> love them but i like respect what they do that's fair that's fair. You know who's my favorite band recently? Uh, Mr. Little Jeans. No, let's, let's try that It's out. a woman, Swedish woman. And, and so it's just it's a like total... Electronica pop kind of stuff. And it's I, a total fake it. out. Is play fit, it's play a, the suburbs if you can. That's their, uh, it's like an uh, arcade fire cover, but it's pretty badass. Little Blue Jeans, you said? Mr. Little Jeans. Mr. Little Jeans. It's a, she named it after a character in, uh, yeah, in uh, Rushmore. I could get, Not I could Rushmore. see you getting totally yeah, high to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. getting real baked. I'm digging it so far. The right. Swedes are really good with some music. Like, I I think it's lame to admit that I like the Hives. They're Swedish. Yeah. And the I, dude from the Hives, like, produces all sorts of weird stuff for other bands. Uh, really talented. Do you like it, this whole album it takes or a while just the song? In. I like the whole album. I forget my favorite song. I forget the name of it. Well, first of all, I love this album by Arcade Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've actually heard this cover. Yeah, it's this. Yeah. Normally, I hate when people do covers of music that I like, but Agreed. I, I dig it. This is it has like a hundred million views on YouTube. It takes a while to kick in too. You know, whole thing. That's good though. That's got a good vibe to yeah, it. I, like, I right. like it. I'm going to check that out again. I'm going to listen to that oh, next play, time I'm showering at the gym. What's yeah. that? Yeah. Good mistake by them. That's my favorite one. Okay. Let's see. Well, this is this is a whole. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My jam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I dig that. Right? Yeah. How can you not like that? And her voice is Are you whacking perfect. off under the table I'm, I'm over beating, there? I'm beating off, yeah. I do love a female pop singing voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somehow it's less annoying. Like, 
I don't know why, but like, I'm very picky about voices, but generally, like a female, like especially this kind of this kind of female synth loungy kind of yeah yeah loungy yep little blue Huge jeans fan of it. what is it that was uh Mr. 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 Little Jeans guys uh, here here's how startling it is it's so easy to make like any kind of music though I I, I was while I was downloading all the sample shit I just downloaded this free app. Which uh, I guess we're just going to be advertising everything today, right? Well, there's called Launchpad. Also, you can just uh, you can just like pick something, right? Let's I don't know, do a different drum beat, and then you can just like add bass. Oh, it's like a sound mixer. Yeah, but you can just pick like different. But you're not even programming any of that. No, but you can like mix up your board and have like different like pattern samples. And I'm just cool. like touching different stuff. And I'll take the bass away. And then you can do like a well, stutter. Let's just do the ready, ready for the stutter? Yeah. What wow. was the stutter? I don't know. Like ready. Here. Oh, uh, the. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, how cool. many DJs are just playing their whole set off of this bullshit software? Right, exactly. Right. Like, here, we'll do the gator. <laughs> how is that the gator? Because it, like, it basically, like, it, it electronically, like, turns the volume up and down really fast. Why would they call that the gator, though? I don't the understand. Gate, like, the gate, like, the gate is a, uh, like... The gate is a audio uh, uh, threshold, right? Yeah. Of some kind. What the fuck are we doing today? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> We're off the fucking rails. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, Danny, what are your dreams? What are your dreams? What are my dreams? Yeah, let's talk about fucking Danny Palmer because we got him on the podcast today. He's oh, thanks, dating guys. on Tinder. He's got a great job. Uh, what? What? You Thank know what? You. What is? What is? What would you say? What's some of your coolest gigs? Let's talk about that. Um. Let's see. Uh, I've done. I just did uh, a, one of those one of my coolest gigs, but the most recent interesting thing that I did. I did Empire Casino in Yonkers. Oh, cool! That was kind of cool. cool. It's like the I like the casino. Cr- Yonkers casino always seems to be too. like a crapshoot of doing shows for me, but I, also because usually when I get invited there, it's not to do a casino. It's like a fucking bar show. But uh, yeah. the casino deal. Tell us about that. What's what's that? Uh, what's it, that scene like? It was interesting. Uh, Michael Costa headlined, and I love him. I think he's hilarious. And um, the I was supposed to MC, and there was a feature and a headliner. The feature didn't show up. So then a local comic MC'd. I featured, and Michael headlined. So it was it was great. Uh, what happened? I like the, the little feature. Gigs like that, what know? happened yeah. to the feature in that situation? Because I feel like. The supply and demand of this business is so horrible that, like, if you get booked for a quality gig, it's like you have to do the gig. You I have know. to show up. Like, yeah. What do you know anything? I'm about? confused. I mean, the, we all took the same car service up there, and apparently he got dropped off at the casino, but didn't come into the gig. I don't know. I wow. honestly don't know what happened. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, great. It was great for you though, because then you got to feature, and then some kid, yeah, emceed. Yeah, nice. you know, because in the city the spots are so small, and then you go feature. How long was it? Uh, like, how I much did, time do you do for a feature? I did twenty. Nice. Yeah. It was like, and I went by pretty quick, too. And they get people to come in and enjoy the show from the casino? Like, yeah. was it a full room? Like, what's is it a club environment? How would you describe it? It's like the, on the third floor of the casino, they have a showroom, probably like 12-foot ceilings and seats like 200 people, and there are probably like 60 people in the room. Yeah. So, But it was, it was a decent crowd. There's a lot of, lot of white hair audience, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like real uh, Americana. Yeah. Did they dig you? Did they dig what you were doing? 
Yeah. I mean, you, kind you, you're of. Very fast <laughs> talk, you're a very fast-talking comedian. Right. You know, like you, you, you kind of – in my experience, like watching you, you like – you'll bring out like some kind of complex material and you'll go over it and then you'll twist it around and you'll just like, but you'll like, you just keep like a constant tempo going. Yeah, I yeah. do. You're yeah. right. I, yeah. I should probably slow it down a little bit. No, I mean, like, I kind of like it. It's, it's, I mean, personally, like I, I, I like, like the snappiness of your, it's a very distinct, uh, delivery. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like, cause it's not, it's not fast. Like I'm nervous. It's fast. Like, I've got so much stuff to tell you that's awesome, and I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna get as much of it out as I can. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't have that like where some people are talking fast just because they're oh, I, I can't do, it, you know. Right. Um, but I also would imagine that you have to like cram a lot more material in a shorter period of time than your typical comic in some ways. That's interesting because I talk pretty fast. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I should slow it down for that reason alone, right? I don't know, man. I th- here, here's I, I am. I am kind of really against the movement that I see where everybody's trying to homogenize comics to kind of fit like a certain mold, you know, where um, everybody's like, oh, well, if I'm not if I'm not doing it in this way or that way, uh, I got to change what I'm doing. I have like a particular friend of mine who has like a very distinct, unique delivery and it's very much him and he's always struggling with it. Like, oh, am I doing this wrong? And like, it's like, no, there's not like a wrong way to do this. And he's actually really lucky because he had like a like a distinct voice right out of the gate like he didn't have to like fuck with it and tweak it um but but he still has like a lot of time where he's doubting that because he's like it's not like everybody else and it's like it shouldn't be like exactly you know i mean especially if you're some fucking white guy if you're a straight white guy like you do have to be distinct because there's um that everybody's got a million straight white guys and that's just not and they all have podcasts yeah and they do them together that's right (laughs) um so i mean i i think uh i think having like a distinct delivery uh, um yeah, it's not bad. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Louis C.K. had a quote about that, about if you uh, don't let people alter your material and you keep it weird and distinctive, then you can have the chance to make something really unique. Right. I mean, look, and that's to... you because when you talk, you, you kind of talk succinctly and kind of like quickly in a way. Like you're not like a – you're not – like some people when you talk to them, they just kind of have a slow draw kind of – but you're – but you're, but you talk more like I've got something I've got to say, and I'm just, you know, like yeah, that's kind of like more of your delivery, I guess, in general. So of course your comedy would be that way, right? Right. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's definitely true. Well, I always feel like I'm wasting people's time when I'm talking, so I try to get it done fast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always good when you're uh, on stage, uh, like like sound of your voice sounds the same as when you're like in person, and that's uh, that's great that Thanks. you've been able to find that. Thanks. Like Stephen, guys, yeah, thank Stephen guys, Wright yeah. said that like when he started doing comedy, uh, uh, he he was really really nervous, and so just out of the nervousness, he would kind of do that thing that he does where he and then he says something off kilter, and then you know, but he has that kind of weird delivery. But that's he said that event that came initially from him just being nervous, and that was like how he was kind of coping with it but then it just became his thing yeah and i mean he's got a very distinct uh way of doing comedy yeah yeah i've heard of him heard of stephen wright yeah i saw when i was i remember in college i saw him uh he came in and did like a really hour and a half or something like that yeah in jersey uh no i I went to ret for a year ret rit rochester institute of technology one of the most depressed depressing Rochester is a weird Although, town. I, I had some good experience because I like was in the photo lab. They had like amazing photo labs, mm-hmm. and uh, I was on the radio, um, WITR. Um, I was like late night, like so I would like play, you know, shit I wasn't supposed to play, like really late. Lots of sound effects. 
a lot of sound effects. I I play um, Mr. Bungle. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some yeah, Mamishka Moskwas or something like that. Oh, you're too smart for me. You've got Here a go. deep. You've got a deep uh, well of musical knowledge. Yeah. I love music. I think that's important. You know. I don't know. I did just get a Spotify account because I I started working out of the gym and I'm like I can't listen to the same shit I've been listening to for five years anymore. What, we, what your like iTunes? Yeah, just like the iTunes uh, yeah, library dude, and Spotify is where it's at. iTunes is garbage. Like I I like I don't listen. Yeah, I don't want my Apple products anymore. Apple, we're dropping Apple as a as a sponsor. That's right. They used to spon- they sponsor. all our first. We literally episodes. record everything on it and on Apple devices. Yeah. Here's my good here's luck. Good luck to you, Mr. Apple. Mr. Bungle. Actually, I think this is the the guy from Faith, Faith, Faith No More. From yeah. Mr. Bungle, yeah. 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 What's his name? I forget his name. Uh, I think I would open up my radio set with this song. Like this is the, the start of the show music. Right. They're like, wow, this is going to be a good show. It's just a fucking crazy song, and I love it. Yeah, it gets your attention. You're like, what's going on here? It's like it's like cartoons on crack a little bit. Yeah. Good way to put it. Did you ever go to the Penny Arcade when you were in Rochester to the, see live music? No. Very manic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think... Their Wikipedia... The- oh, Mike Patton. Uh, their Wikipedia says... Faith No More formed in 1979. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Faith No More. Uh, that was a homemade sound oh, effect. Yeah. I, I liked sound watching effect. you the other night at Greenwich. I liked watching your set, Danny, because you... Oh, it was like a. It was like an intimate crowd. It was Patrick Colbert like, steering the train back on the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 20 people in the room or something, and uh, it was my first like late night spot at a like real club, you know, whatever. And and I, it, first of all, it was comforting to see that you were there, and then I liked watching you because you 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 yeah you're so casual that uh, they enjoyed watching you because you're just like a dude being funny. And then, uh, and then there came this moment in your set, and I don't mean to blow up your spot, but like okay. you literally said, "Okay, well, that's all the jokes I remember," yeah. <laughs> and that got a laugh. And then you like looked at your phone, and then you figured out like the last couple things you wanted to do. And I just remember thinking, like, that's so cool because like it didn't like there's this myth. I think it's a myth that like oh, if you look at your notes or your phone, you're gonna like lose the audience. It's unprofessional, whatever. But they fucking they loved it's you. Fine, yeah, like, yeah. As and, long as you're not like unable to perform and like you know yeah i just need a word like a word right if you're challenging yourself to do new bits then you shouldn't have your entire set memorized anyways right. so like there's always new stuff i'm gonna try mark norman does the same thing so i feel if mark norman does it on stage i can do it on stage yeah <laughs> you know? yeah and they were entertained by what you did remind yourself of thank you and then i went up i had like a five minute spot and i did just do a memorized set and my mentality was like well i only have five minutes i'm going to do as many jokes as i can you know i think that's a really interesting point though about the about the notes or about looking at your phone or whatever like because the whole time that i've been doing like the whole the notion is that you never have your notes on stage if you're doing an actual performance you never have your notes you never have your phone it's all there in your head um but i also i mean at the same time like you have to realize like everything's always evolving and like a lot of times the rules come from like old school philosophies of doing things and like i think old wives yeah. tales but i'm no not an old wives tale but it's just like there's a level of professionalism i mean but yeah. then again you look at like what it like at one time like 80s like you you didn't go on stage unless you had a fucking shitty ass blazer on with like you know yeah. like you know there there was like a different 
you know, there's like there was always different aesthetics, mores. yeah, depending yeah. on like when when you would go. And I mean, I will say, like, when you whip the phone out and you're checking your notes, like that does it does alter the trajectory of like how how the set's perceived. Like, I but will he say that. he yeah. he was able to be funny, right? Danny was funny about but it. If your presentation is a casual presentation, yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen that done on like big shows. I think there's uh uh oh gosh, what was there? Well, somebody was doing it as a bit. There's like some kind of special on Netflix. I think it's called the stand-ups. Did you see that? I haven't I watched saw the, the yeah. first one. Yeah. So like, um, one of the guy I can't remember his name, but he, I remember he he's been on like late night, like Conan O'Brien or whatever for a long time. I think it was Conan or like one of the late night shows, and he was doing a whole thing where he was like, oh well, I'm just testing all this material out for something. So he had like a a piece of paper. And oh, is it pre- Dion Cole? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and he yeah. would just like That's pretend, his bit. Yeah. right? And it and it was, I mean, it was more of like a. Practice kind it, of it was meta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was meta. It was a right. device. It was, it was like bit. I'm yeah. writing. I'm writing this down, kind of thing. But that was interesting because it, I mean, it was a little bit unique to be like kind of doing notes, but not really. Yeah, um, yeah. It, yeah. It's a very meta kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but yeah. real quick, I just want to finish that. I so I went up for my five minutes, and I just did a five minute memorized set, and I just it went fine. Like I got laughs, but I didn't connect with them, and. uh I, I I just remember walking home that night thinking like, oh yeah, like I didn't take ten seconds at the top of the set to just like d- do something that like made them like me. I do that too, you know. Yeah. And it, I, I kind of focused on your your outline of what you want to do. Yeah, in your I was head just like I just want to being get... in the moment with the crowd. Exactly, yeah. and you were very in the moment with that crowd on that, and 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 they loved you. So I just I I don't know. I thought I thought it was a good like learning moment for me. Danny, yeah. Danny, I think no, that's great, man. You, I think you went through like a similar progression to a lot of folks I know. Like you, you start like did you start off like when you very first started off? Like what was your, what was your, how this happened? Thing? Yeah, I know how, what you mean. How, how well, did we get here? How did yeah. you end up on the Comics Table podcast? Huh. Well, I, I tried it in Atlanta, and I had a I did a workshop, and then I had a graduation ceremony, and it was amazing. And then the second time I did it, I bombed. And then I was just too afraid to go to Mike's by myself. So I moved up here and took a class and then started doing it. But back to the earlier point. So I, I had, I was not good at remembering more than two or three minutes of material. And I would do those Jeff Lawrence open mics when they were at New York comedy club. Mm-hmm. And I would always bring my notes up on stage. And then one day he was like, Danny, you can't don't use your notes this time. And I'm like, what the fuck, Jeff, I need, I can't not do these notes. Mm-hmm. So then I would do like two or three minutes and then I'd be like, okay, that's it. And I'll just like rush off stage. Cause and everybody's like, you're not going to finish your time. I'm like, I can't do it without my notes. Yeah. So I was like completely <laughs> incompetent at the outset. Yeah. But do you think that helped you in the long run, obviously? With that experience? Well, yeah, just to be like yeah. kind of forced to not do yeah, the notes. It did. It did. It was yeah, it was it was a good lesson for me. Like if you've got a ten but minute in the long run, I don't I like to have notes a little but bit. But they, like, but that's like, the thing you gotta do, learn the rules in order to break them. What'd you right? do for yeah, your right, right. Yeah. what'd you do for your twenty minute feature set? I did you know, I wrote down all my uh jokes that I've been doing recently on a piece of paper just so I would have them because it was put a longer them on the set stool. than normal. Yeah, I put them on the stool and then I I only ended up looking at it like once or twice. It's interesting because you're like I, I was panicking. I'm like, oh my god! I, I like I did a Caroline's uh, breakout thing, and I did 45 minutes, and I was in a big panic about that. I'm like, yeah. am I have 45 minutes? And I wrote down all my jokes in a piece of paper. And I only looked at it twice in the, yeah. in the 45 minutes. Like once you're in the yeah. situation, your right. your brain just kind of well. Adapts, and sometimes if you know? I if I rely on if I've done that before, I have like a set list, but if I start relying on it too much, yeah. like for me, like because it's either like I have it memorized or I don't. 
And if I don't, then I I end up like checking back with the set list, like probably more than I actually need to. Like I know what the next thing is, but I'm like, uh, I got to just verify. Yeah, you know? it's um, like a weird yeah. uh, and it breaks your safety. cadence. It breaks your cadence a little bit. Yeah, or at yeah. least for me. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have to get back to like being present. You know, like I feel like when I was new, it, I was re- it, that came really easily to just like be present in the room and yeah. like be kind of cocky and confident or whatever. And like, yeah, and the, it's weird that the more I know, the less confident I am. So then, just like overthinking yeah. shit. It's I'm with you, man. Really weird. I mean, I've had this conversation like so many times with people because it's that whole progression of like um, uh, unconsciously incompetent. You know, mm-hmm. like you think that you, like because here's the thing: when you first started off, in some ways you were better because you were had the confidence, but in, in a lot of ways you were way worse. But you didn't know it, so mm-hmm. you just were like, I'm fucking rad at this. Yeah. And if you go back and you look at, like, an old tape, you'll be like, oh, so embarrassed by it. But, like, at the time, you were like, Dude, I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. a stand-up for, comic. For six months in, I'm doing better than anybody that's ever done this before. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, and that's you what need you that provider like. to get you through the beginning, that's right. too. Yeah, because yeah, but, you're, but you're very confident about it. And then you start figuring it out, and you're like, oh, I'm really not that great. And yeah. then, and yeah. then, yeah, and then you, I'm still going through the phase of, like, oh, yeah, I suck. <laughs> and that's yeah. pretty much and and most people suck and it all kind of sucks you know and 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 I got to get to the point of like no you can actually you know you can act because there you do see such a huge difference between people that are doing bar shows and mics and maybe just starting to get past at comedy clubs versus people that are you know like like doing uh, casinos and, and regular comedy clubs and they're doing features and all that kind of stuff. Like there just seems to be like this huge gulf of between the the talent there. Like, oh, this person has all these really polished uh, jokes and they're, you know, even when they're just fucking fucking around, it's like so much better than the best stuff that I'm seeing over here in this mic, you know? Um, right. Because there's just this just wide. Well, first of all, time like, and experience yeah, yeah. and repetition. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Danny, what do you, before we started rolling here, we, we, Tristan said, what's going on with your comedy now? And you, you said something about kind of, uh, getting more into being more honest in your comedy. What did, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Well, I think when I first started, I would, I would just try to, I, I would do, try to do whatever I thought the crowd was responding to. And I have a tendency to, to write pretty dirty jokes. And those are the jokes that would usually get the biggest response. So then I had like eight cum jokes. Yeah. And I mean, I still like those jokes, but I'm I'm trying to move past that now and just to be more like, who am I really? What do I actually struggle with? And then how can I make that funny? And I, I feel like that's been a much better path for me. Yeah. And then I can always pull back the cum jokes, for, you know, for like a closer, yeah, for a blow, fun little thing. But for the most part, it'll be me. cum jokes on the audience. Yeah, oh, there you go. I see out. what you did there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and what is some of that honesty? I, like the other night, you, you were talking quite a lot about uh, dating and difficulties dating and sort of like self-consciousness and things like that. Is that sort of new territory for you? Yeah, a little bit. You know, like um, talking about using like dating apps and failing on them and mm-hmm. like i had this thing like i i'm gonna do tinder for five years and then not find the love of my life and the next app comes open bumble five years don't find the love of my life just five year increments of failing on, on dating apps until i'm dead at 85 <laughs> nice <laughs> so like you know not like completely it's like a little mist- magical reality a little bit like yeah based in truth but then a little bit of silliness added on to it right right you know i like talking about that whole like uh I I like talking about dating apps just because it seems to be like the new paradigm of like like romance in this world, um, unfortunately. Uh, but then I also feel like it's one of those things that like so many people have kind of tread that 
you know, tread that water, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so it's like, is, you know, how unique is your take going to be necessarily? Like, you know, like, especially like to be like, you guys, are, anybody here heard of Tinder? <laughs> I like, know. Yeah, everybody did. If you're everybody speaking has, generally, yeah. but right. I try to talk about like specific experiences yeah, of course. that I have had. Of course. That's the only way that yeah. you can do it, right? Like right. you have to like not be hacky apply it. it. It's it's really not about the app, but it's more about your own personal experiences slash failures. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah but you're saying you're you're making stuff a lot more personal now, right? I'm trying to, yeah. I feel like that's uh I mean, you know that um that funny funny people, did you guys watch that? Mm-hmm. And then Adam Sandler is giving feedback to uh, Seth Rogen's character. And he's like, the thing that I like about you now is the more I'm seeing more and more of the person I like off stage on stage. And I, I always love that idea. It's mm. like, how can I be my maximum self that I am with you guys before we start recording yeah. and be that person on stage? Yeah. It's, it's so funny. All like one thing. Like yeah. what, what can you glean from like <laughs> you have these like movies and TV shows and stuff. And I feel like it's becoming a lot more popular, like creating stuff about stand up. Um, and yeah. then, and then try, and then as, a, as somebody who's doing stand up, like it's an interesting experience to like watch it and be like, okay, how real does that feel? Or, or even if it's not super real, like, can I glean some kind of like Wisdom. something that's going to be yeah helpful Yeah. or is this just kind of like a generic, like speak to all the people kind of thing that doesn't really apply to what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And you know what? It's also like therapeutic because I, I make fun of myself for being like in my forties and single and on tinder and no wife no girlfriend no kids i'm a loser and the more i keep saying that to audiences the more they're like no man there's nothing wrong with that it's 2017 people will like clap be supportive so it's actually been therapeutic to be open about yeah. myself and then to yeah. get live feedback from people on what they think because you have an idea in your head of what society how society perceives you sure but that might not be accurate well not how, how yeah how much do you how, how much do you actually perceive yourself that way though I mean, I did. A, I did a few years ago. I was kind of down on myself about it, and now I'm like much more fine with it. Do you have siblings that have families and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, my sister has two kids. Yeah, and like, I, is there like comparison to her or peers or stuff like that that happens? And yeah, a little uh, bit. I mean, I, my parents don't give me any grief about it, but you know, I'm just like, am I? It's like you guys read that that uh, Dear Sugar book. No, she talks about um Cheryl Strayed that wrote, yeah yeah yeah. My to, wife listens to her podcast. Yeah, yeah I want to listen to that too. Yeah, she has a, a analogy about the, your life has the path that you take is one ship, and then the path that you didn't take is another ship, and no matter which path you pick, that other ship is always you can only watch it from the shore going out yeah. to sea. So like yeah, p- be happy with the ship that you're Dude, on. I felt yeah. that I felt yeah, that right? big time, and 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 sometimes you try to make the mistake of like no, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to try to see if I can ride both ships, man. I'm just going to do a yeah. jet ski between them and, and it gets You're doing harder. that a little bit, right? <laughs> What's that? You're doing that with the kid yeah. and the comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, you have to straddle. You have to straddle. Uh, yeah, yeah you, picturing you like one foot on each and like literally just like becoming disemboweled. Right, by, no, seriously, like, that's what struggle. happens is, yeah. you know, or, or if, if you look at it, it's just kind of like, like swimming or, or skiing between, you know, jet skiing between the two of them. Like yeah. it gets harder and harder as they like get further and further apart. Fucking yeah. gas. And yeah, <laughs> you break down in the middle and you end up, you just dead and alone. basically you can't do it. But <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm alone in somebody that's trying to like make it work. And then, yeah. And then you realize, Oh, I can't, you know, I have to, I have to pick the one that I'm on and make it the best. Make yeah, the boat fucking, that I'm on the best boat. Fucking exactly. decorate. Yeah, exactly. You know, like decorate your little cabin on that boat. Like find some cool people who are also on that same boat. I love that metaphor. Thanks yeah. for saying right. that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, and and we're all men of a certain age that where it's like I, I can I just think so much unhappiness comes from like wishing you were not in the situation you were in. 
and I, you know, that's, that's a running theme with other men in my life. Uh, and yeah, it's just like, now's the time to just double down on whatever your truth is and just like live your fullest truth and, and be yourself. And yeah, uh, so that's cool. If that's a theme you're hitting in your comedy. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Patrick, don't, don't hate yourself for something that you should be proud of yourself yeah, for, you know, yeah. like what well, you're having the life that you're having. Don't hate on yourself for having that life. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. You know, Sorry. I, I was, no, I, I think there's a big theme. Like, uh, I, I, I uh, actually, I think this is a really big theme in general because you're talking about trying to be true to yourself. Like, I've definitely um, kind of struggled with that a little bit. Like there's a part of me that wants to just talk about things that I find are funny and I don't necessarily want to reveal everything about myself. But then also sometimes when I do that, that gets the most powerful response. I know, Patrick, that you've been doing a lot more personal material recently and um, and that's been like a big switch of style for you and it's been really cool to see. Um, it can, and people connect with that. They, uh, they see that you're like being real yeah. and, and they can appreciate that. Um, I used to, I used to think that it was egotistical to talk about yourself and stand up a lot. Yes. Whole, like, oh, this guy's obsessed with himself, but it's because, not yeah, that's the, egotistical. Yeah, because you, I mean, like other, other, you know, that's the other thing. It's like, all right, well, if you're going to do this, like, what's your point of view? What's your unique um, standpoint that is that makes it makes us care about the fact that you're doing this? In yeah, the first by place. talking about right, yourself, yeah. you're talking about people. You know, you're giving you're giving yeah. a unique story that can't, you know, that can't be reproduced by anybody else necessarily. I mean. It's like everybody might like a lot of other people might have the same experiences that you do, but they don't in the same way that you do, you know, because everybody kind of has their own unique progression. And I think there's a way to do it. Like hopefully there's a point to it and there's some vulnerability or something that makes people care about it. Yeah. It's not just like bragging it, brag it about like all the chicks you've banged or whatever, you know, that never works in stand up. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in terms of the evolution of what you're doing, Danny, um, I'm just curious, like, do you feel like there's like a tipping point where, this will be all that you do, or do you think that you're going to try to maintain the the Catholic client and the and the stand up for as long as possible? And then also, has have is there uh, maybe any kind of um, points that you can see that you've already kind of come through at this point? Like like with the kind of performances and stuff that you're doing, the opportunities that you're getting, have you seen like a certain threshold that you've come through already? And where do you see the next one? Would you say? That's interesting. I mean, I, I do feel that I, I used to think, well, first of all, I don't think anybody in the show business industry is clamoring to sign a bald 42 year old white guy to a <laughs> touring theater, theater deal. And I'm That's not, my biggest I don't necessarily fear, disagree Danny. with them. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like I've come to terms with who, like what I, the opportunities that I do have. And I mean, performing at New York city clubs every night while having a day job is like a really nice life and I enjoy yeah. it thoroughly. And I feel like I'm getting better over time, and so that's that's great. I mean, I I would love to quit my day job and just do comedy stuff. And but you feel like, do you feel like you could me. do what you're doing, like quote unquote, indefinitely? Like I'm not saying that you necessarily would want to do the same thing, but does it feel like a good place where you could just keep doing it for however long? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any obstacle to it. I mean, I guess if I got married and had kids, that that might be hard to do. All do you have a day job? Uh, I do have a day job. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Tell me, is, is it possible? You, you're doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I think uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it, like, depending on the amount of things that you that you pack into your life, like it does get tough, right? Yeah. Right. But it does seem to be something well, like that you're, you look, you're uh, managing, right? Look at somebody like Jim Gaffigan. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, they talk. But I think, but it's like I always wonder, like, how far along was he when he started? Like, uh, like not only like 
like like at the time like was he already professionally doing stand up when he like got married and had kids and all that other kind of stuff yeah i mean i it's like a it's a question of resources time is a resource and money is time it's time and money like how how can you build your life to uh make it all work you know right but like sometimes like sometimes i psych myself up by saying you know what worst case scenario this is my bowling league and i get up twice a week even if it's at mike's and hopefully I, I, yeah right <laughs> i mean that's if that's the worst case scenario it's not the end of the world it would be it yeah. would suck you know but a lot of people aren't trying to do anything they just go yeah. to work I, my all my coworkers yeah. like that they go to work and then they just go home and sit there and watch tv it's mm-hmm. like you trying two nights a week is better than what 80 percent of the population does ever yeah you know that's yeah that's a good way to think about it do you have any advice do you have any advice for the kids listening to the the and and, and patrick's mom mm-hmm why? Why his mom? She's, she's our main fan base. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. All of our downloads, we think, are just her trying over and over again on her iPad. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, advice like comedy advice or just yeah, like, like just some you know like for people that are um, maybe like not as far along as you are, and you know, I look at my, myself like I'm in a I'm in a phase where I'm like maybe getting a couple bar shows, um, past at like one or two clubs, and. You know, would like to be passed at like three or four times as many clubs as I am. Sure. Um, like what? Uh, and and that that's it gets to you know. I mean, obviously, you went through a lot of these phases. Like, what would you say in terms of, you know, were you just head down, always just looking at it, and it was like never really an issue, or did you have uh, you know, something that helped you kind of get move forward and continue to you know? I mean, you know, I, I read all the interviews on like Split Sider, and I listen. I've just I've immersed myself in comedy for the last eight to 10 years. And for me, like all the advice kind of boils down to the same thing over and over. It's just like perform every night, get up as much as you can. Don't get distracted. Whitney Cummings said, don't um, be in a competitive mindset with Mm -hmm. other comics. Just Mm -hmm. focus on your material. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it may be an impossible advice to follow, but it's good advice to follow. And I feel like if you perform every night and you're working on new bits and you're meeting people and you're trying to do everything you can to get better, then the cards are going to fall where they may, and that's what you can control. So, totally, you know, yeah, just like stay on your boat, you know, yeah, exactly, stay on your boat and work really hard. And um, I think you know, good things will come over time, hopefully. Yeah. Wow, that was kind of a cool little. Yeah, that was perfectly timed. Keep working hard. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to do you want to promote anything, uh, Danny? Yeah, anything where you want to tell the people you? about? Yeah, on uh, Twitter or Instagram, Tinder. Yeah, I got uh, my Twitter is Danny Palmer NYC, and uh, I have a web series on my uh, website, DannyPalmerComedy.com. Uh, it's about my life, kind of like the stuff we're talking about. Nice, Danny. And uh, yeah, I have my show schedule on there too. You know, I'm doing Tribeca Comedy Lounge this weekend, and you know, a bunch of other shit like that. Nice man, sounds yeah. great. Well, well, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks, thanks for taking for the time. And, uh, really, uh, this is great. I talking about it. comedy and uh, reviewing mu- musical interests, you know? Yeah. Uh, bearing through my uh, sound effects. Good sport, man. I enjoyed it. Um, guys, you've been listening to the Comics Table. I'm Sweet T. And I'm Sweet P. Come see us next time. All right. Bye-bye.